Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Hi. I'm Laura. I'm Carrie. And this is... Sexy, unique, unique podcast. podcast. Salty Utah Salty Queens. Utah Queens. I almost said tough Sicilian bitches again. Tough Sicilian bitches. Sons of bitches. That's Joe Judice (laughs) going into the brawl. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. I miss Joe. Sons of bitches. (laughs) Sons of bitches. (laughs) And then Philomia coming out of nowhere and punching. Philomena. 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 Wasn't that a movie recently about with like a nun? What? <laughs> no one's name has ever been Philomena. <laughs> Philomena, no one, no one, Philomena, no one, no one, no one. Who is he talking about? Philomena. Philomena punched Melissa Gorga's sister in the head. <laughs> <laughs> she punched her temple. She threw. I need Philomena a ball. threw the fuck down. Yeah, you don't fuck with the tough Sicilian bitches, <laughs> lest you be fully punched down to the ground. Um, so we, you know, we didn't cover her. Obviously, she came later. But former New Jersey housewife Siggy Flicker is just like full Q. And she's, oh, I don't even know who she is. She came out in like season 
Teresa wasn't on when she came out, I don't think, but she she's like she was like a family and love advice person on shoot i was going like the today show but she's fully psychotic now and like a full trumper for life and QAnon. love like supporting laura loomer like supporting like marjorie like total q head and just like going off on instagram and it, her posts are hilarious they're so insane <laughs> what does she say can you read some of them yeah What's her she name? Was, Siggy? Siggy Flicker, which is an incredible name. Siggy Flicker is a wild, almost pornographic name. I think she was banned from Instagram. For spreading her cue? For spreading misinformation. She, Shadow banned is in her, her bio. Oh, love. I love a cue. Like, there is a... You know that meme of... The two um, hands, like the two men's hands, like grasping. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, what do like oversexed Instagram hotties and mm-hmm. QAnon have in common? Shadow bands. She posted a screenshot of, a, of like a fake Michael Moore account, I think, that said Trump, 89 million Twitter followers, 74 million votes. Biden, 19 million Twitter followers, 80 million votes. And she wrote, even Michael Moore knows. <laughs> It's like, how about just most people aren't on Twitter? And they more people vote for <laughs> God. I love a conspiracy theory. Randy Quaid is in queue, I think, of course. Oh, of course. She's retweeting I'm Randy sure Quaid. He's like one of the first people to join up. Eva Quaid. <laughs> Remember their like moment? I'll never forget. Aren't they are they in Canada now? Yeah. <laughs> Forever banned. Shadow banned. Shadow. The United States shadow banned them. <laughs> they were wild. They were wild. I need to revisit their journey because Vanity Fair did some really good writing about it. Wait, yeah. what else does, does Siggy Flicker say? Just lots of re- like QE retweets. Okay. Um, hold on. Side note, remember when I was telling you that I was a billions head? Mm-hmm. It was before I reached truly the ultimate twist of billions, which is that season one hinges on like an explosive 9-11 storyline. And that is what threw me into the grips of billions obsession. That and Malin Ackerman's character's name is Lara. Oh. Some people call her Lara. And then Lara. some people call her Lara, but there's not very much consistency. And so uh, that is also really doing it for me. I love it. I love a 9-11 Billions is a pla- in a place of Lara, Lara, and in a place of 9-11. And I'm in a place of billions. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Siggy <laughs> so Flicker writes, we need more badasses like Marjorie Taylor Greene, a QAnon Republican who won Georgia's 14th congressional congressional district and gave it right back to anti-america scam artist omar wait so what's the twist like what is the billions twist the 9-11's twist you want a spoiler also i'll spoil it okay billion spoilers ahead please turn (laughs) off the pod and tune back in in about two minutes after i've completed my billion spoil so bobby axelrod aka damian lewis is like this hot 
hedge fund, like not even hedge fund. I don't really actually know what he does. I just know that he's the boss and he makes billions. And he used to have his firm in the second twin tower and the twin tower. Obviously we all know what happened to those. (laughs) Sorry. But when and he was out of the office on 9-11 and he was like meeting with like a financial advisor or no meeting with like he was gonna leave his firm i think and go to a new firm and when he saw the first plane hit the twin towers he made like he did some stock deal that was basically like capitalizing off of it then when he saw the second thing go into the other twin tower he realized all his office his entire firm is now dead. He made another stock deal, like piggybacking off of that and ended up netting $750 million from his like nine 11 stock. Oh my God. Activity. So he's, a, he's a total daemon. He's kind of a daemon, but then he used that money to like, I mean, he funds like his co his former coworkers, kids like college and like gave their families money and stuff. But like, one of his former coworkers' wives, she like has a real nine eleven chip on her shoulder against him, and she wrote like a memoir of like surviving nine eleven, and like wrote a whole chapter about his bad behavior nine eleven activity. Damn. And then he, we thought that it got taken out. Like Lara goes and like works her magic to like have this woman take it out of the book. But then the chapter gets leaked and everyone finds out that he's like a bad 9-11 guy. He's like a grave robber. So his, yeah, his reputation is really on the line after that. I'm telling you, 9-11 is the limitless pool of gold for... <laughs> it literally all comes back to 9-11. What was that movie with Robert Pattinson where at the end he and Pierce Brosnan died <laughs> die in 9-11? <laughs> and Meghan Markle was in it? The huge twist is yeah. that all the movie took place leading up to 9-11. Insane. Like, the last shot is him, like, look, like the blink. <laughs> it's insane. But, like, this is... I feel like we're at a place of... Like, we're so post 9-11 that it now... I mean, it now is, like... It is just a... It's a thing that happened. Well, and that's... The way that is done is pretty... That's a clever way to use 9-11 to, to like show the greed of american capitalism like hell yeah wor- shout out worst. billions love yeah. your work here uh, for it um i'm watching dexter for the first time <gasps> finally i just finished season one love it i like it it's very corny it's incredibly corny and the way it's shot is very like Re, like real sex or like mm-hmm. it feels really low budge but it's really good season two three and four are also really good i stopped watching after season four because something wild happens and i like truly could not reconcile okay like i, I and i might i'll probably revisit eventually but i felt betrayed betra- i felt absolutely betrayed i'm a big fan of jennifer carpenter Plays, she's insane in season one. 
She is. Her character gets better, like, but in season one, I'm like, what is wrong with you? I love Julie Benz. Love Julie. Of Jawbreaker fame. God, she is. She's a really good actress. She's a great actress, and I feel like I grew up kind of idolizing her. Like, I, I. she was just in a lot of stuff when I was mm-hmm. like a youth and a teen being like, I love Ju- Like, I just love her. She had the strongest, at least in season one, the strongest like arc of like develop, like as a character, like turning from like kind of an, you know, traumatized survivor of violence to like kind of a strong, like she really comes into her own and it's, and I, I just think Michael C. Hall is really sexy. Yeah, he's hot. And I was like very hesitant to watch because I don't like, I don't really like gratuitous serial, serial killer, killer shit. Stuff? I mean, I like watching like document, but I don't, I'm not really into like gratuitous like murder shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they, they do it in a way that it's like fun. Yeah. They and keep I it love sexy on Dexter. LaGuarda, the, uh, Hell yeah. She, yeah, she's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And I love his dad, who was Richard in Sex in the City. I know. That was truly the clincher that kept me watching was because of James Remar as the dad. He's he's so handsome. <laughs> he is. I'm like, I just he think is. he's like a good, he's just like a, when you see him on screen, you're like, oh, that's a, that's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I love him. But it's a good show. I'm. I don't like the, um, as Simon calls it, circus music. He does like in the, the, the opening credits. No, I always skip. Also, those opening credits are like ten minutes long. I know. Like, do, do abolish do, 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 opening do. credits, please. We've grown past the need for them. We do not need a long opening credit. Anymore. No, they should be quick. They should be like you need it one time. It literally needs to be one card that says dexter and then Mm -hmm. just go who wants these i don't know no one wants them you know who loki has some of the best opening credits for tv show who queers folk i never watched queers (gasps) it's good is that my next showtime yeah okay i i watched i only got to like two or three seasons in but i watched it's on netflix I'd Mm -hmm. always, I'd seen like some of it on, like I used to sneak it sometimes when it was on TV when I was like growing up, but it's actually a really good show because some gay shows from that time and is like super corny and cringe, but it actually is like not that outdated. You should watch. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Sex is hot. Yeah, but Dexter, dude, 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 (laughs) dude. It is clown music. Um, Wait, shout out also to my industry heads industry hive assemble we are in the industry i was watching last night's episode and then i saw that the entire series is dropping on friday oh i heard about that which i literally go hell yeah largest largest raised her hand i said the hive i feel you hive let us assemble for industry let us assemble i do not know Lots of deals and numbers, but the industry remains. And so I know what I will be doing this weekend. Watching let industry. Us, then let I'll us assemble. Switch over to old billions. And maybe I'll learn a thing or two. I'm watching The Undoing. We're in this. We've got shows to watch. 
we've got shows to watch and that fucking lesbian christmas movie i cannot oh, fuck yeah fucking happiest wait. season starring you got a press package for that do you know how much my jealousy spiked after seeing your happiest season press package do you love it i love it uh was really was thrilled to get a package cute socks some mistletoe it was cute um, it was cute for anyone uh, watch that got, movie they this have, is not they have a little what did you get a little ornament did they put an ornament i got in a little there? bell <gasps> i got a bottle of wine that i didn't drink obviously it was, yeah. a, it was a cozy cute little package it looks to be a great moment we have queen kristen stewart of course and then our queen Mackenzie Davis, my life and vagina. Mackenzie Davis, (laughs) Dom top Mackenzie Davis, Dom top Mackenzie Davis, (laughs) who let her have let her let this be her full star moment. We need Mackenzie. We ride Mackenzie Davis hive. We ride this weekend. (laughs) We fucking rough rider style (laughs) atop our Harleys. We -hmm. gather. We ride for Mackenzie. And also a reminder to please watch, please stream Terminator Dark Fate. Please, for the love of God. A good movie. If you do one goddamn thing with your life, just stream Terminator. <laughs> but more importantly, watch Happiest Season. And it's directed by, like, cultural vanguard Clea Duvall. Oh, I fucking forgot about that. Clea Duvall, who, you know, a lot of us grew up with Cleo Duvall and she's just she was just like a fucking cool icon of like at least my childhood my adolescence uh I will never forget seeing her in the faculty Stokely baby mm-hmm. and also true classic but I'm a cheerleader true. with Natasha Leone, lesbian gay classic that movie was like a true queer awakening for me Mm-hmm. And just Clea Duvall also in She's All That playing goth girl who tells <gasps> Rachel Lee Cook she, she should kill herself. She really scared me. Splatter girl. She scared me a lot in that role. But she was so good. Anyway. But she was so good. Yeah. Because she's an incredible she's actor. She's an incredible act- and director. And, it's, and, Dan and an Le- artist. And Dan Levy's in it. Yeah. Who's great. So mm-hmm. it's going to be. I'm just excited vanguard talent i'm watching that on thanksgiving day i will be the prefect to their vanguard me too i will be a student and i will pray that i one day meet Mackenzie, and i sweep her off her feet dale i hope that too i also is she a lesbian i don't think so but i think she just has that queer spirit she is queer it for for queer it Queer. And Kristen Stewart is just I mean just come on it. come on guys like, you can't there's nothing even to say yeah we um, all know it I'm by the way I'm so excited for Mackenzie Davis to be in station 11 what is station 11 oh it's a book by Emily oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be I good get that we're this is now a Mackenzie Davis podcast this is actually you're it's listening to sexy unique podcast Mackenzie Davis Mackenzie Davis, where we over just here. speak on Mackenzie. We speak on our Canadian queen. We speak on our Canadian legend. Our t- <laughs> our <laughs> Canadian thespian icon, the new Meryl Streep. No, not the new Meryl Streep. The new no. 
the new McKen- the new Annette Bening. Just the new Mackenzie Davis. McK- the Mackenzie Davis. Like speak Megan to her name. Stallion. Speak to her name. Mackenzie the Davis. Speak <laughs> to her and put some justice on her name. We had Blade Runner 2049. You know, wasn't a hit in the box office. Critic hit. Fan hit. She was amazing in it. She played a robot. She played it well. Stole the show. We had her in Terminator Dark Fate with a bazooka. You know, palling around with Linda fucking Hamilton wearing a tank top with toned arms. You know, and like looking very sinewy. She did it. And... Was it a box office success? No, it wasn't. It was a cult success, mainly between me and Lara, who went to see it. Mm-hmm. She was in Tully. We're Dark Fate Hive fucking assembled. Tar- we are Dark Fate Hive. She was in Tully. Charlize Theron. She is a. She can bounce and hang with the best of them. And not only hang with them, shine. And that movie was written by Diablo Cody. Amen. It was written by fucking Diablo Cody. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is where I am standing on my soapbox. We need to ride for Mackenzie Davis. Give her her breakout year. Let this yeah. be her year. Davis Hive fucking assemble. I'm saying it now. You either are with Mackenzie or you're against Mackenzie. And if you're against, if you're against, Mackenzie, against Mackenzie, you're against, you're against me and Laura. And you're against all gay people, quite frankly. <laughs> and is that how you want your legacy you, to go down? Do you want to lay do your head you at night want- and be... I and be like, wow! I am actively living against gay. I'm people. actively hurting the gay community by not standing, riding, and dying hard for for Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis, <laughs> yeah, for straight. You are for straight Canadian actress Mackenzie Davis. And this is, by the way, this is not a joke. Straight white Canadian actress Mackenzie Davis. You mean to tell me if I don't sh- like just fully ride bow for myself her? at her feet? And ride for her until the day I die and say that I would die for her, that I'm actively being harming the gay community. Yes. I mean to tell you, yes, that is in fact exactly what you're doing. And how fucking dare you? And this sounds may sound tongue in cheek, but Laura and I are actually Mackenzie Davis diehard fans, and we are serious. I'm f- I've never been more serious in my life. <laughs> I am actually serious. I want. Her, I am too. I I, live, I, I love let this her. be her year. I want awards buds. <laughs> Even if she's not in anything, <laughs> I want awards buzz. Even I if just she's want not, it. I want buzzy things for Mackenzie Davis. Me too. What's it gonna fucking take? What's it gonna what fucking she, take? What does Mackenzie and have to do what? to get your guys' attention? Why wasn't Dark Fate a success at the box office? I will tell you why. Because it was all women. Women. With an X. Because that movie was good as fuck. Because it was good as fuck and people don't like good things. Yeah. They like... Everyone's stupid. Everyone's stupid and they didn't want to see three powerful women exploding things with a rocket launcher. Yeah. The effects were so good. They were so good. I'm going to maybe watch that tonight. It was amazing. And guess who's in it? Mackenzie Davis. (laughs) Mackenzie Davis. (laughs) I was going to say Linda Hamilton, but... Her too, but Herder. most importantly, her dur. <laughs> okay, we need to stop because we're unhinged. But anyway, okay, we've alienated speaking, most yeah, we've, of the audience. People, if, you, if you're point, still listening, then you're now in the hive. You've been indoctrinated, and now you have to go spread the Mormon good word of my church is the church of Mackenzie Davis. Me too. Jesus Christ and the Mackenzie Davis. Laura and I are high priests. Instead of the Latter Day Saints. (laughs) 
Vanguard and Prefect are telling you now to go and recruit three I'm more Mackenzie Davis heads. Lara is the Vanguard. And I'm like, please pay $6,000 to join my course called Mackenzie. And you'll be just at Mackenzie level one. And it will just be me reading her Wikipedia to you via video. But and I'm in the background going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you will get a sash for completing. I love it. Speaking of Mormons, guys, we're on episode <laughs> three. The surprise of the century this that they've dropped, randomly dropped episode three of Salt Lake City Housewives. I know on the Bravo app, not an ad, just a fact. Um, so we're going to get into it. So yeah. we start out with Lisa. She's yelling at her son. Lisa is a, truly addicted to Diet Coke. She's addicted to Diet Coke, and she's also addicted to the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. She loves nothing more than sucking down a 50-ounce Diet Coke and thinking about thou shalt not kill. Which I kind of don't. I am obsessed with Diet Coke, too. I love it, and I felt her when she goes, I need a Diet Coke so badly. Yeah. It's when like, you need a Diet Coke at that level, you really need it. Yeah. She's driving with her Slenderman husband and her youngest son in the back seat. And she's like, you really need to brush up in your Ten Commandments. Give me some right now. And he's like, thou shall not do bad things. Fair. Okay. And then she goes, what is an example of a bad thing? And he says, looking at porn. <laughs> he's like eight. I know. And I'm like, where did you get yeah. that info? I wrote worried about him. Mm-hmm. Worried about both her sons because they were making borderline inappropriate sexual innuendo comments in her general direction and no. it stressed me out. I know. I never talked like that in front of my mom. I did not say I have a good pullout game in front of my mom. Oh my God. That was really traumatic for me. And that was just a little much. This is my, I was naive thinking he didn't. I was like, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't what I thought it was, but I think it was. I think it was Sick. teens these days. They know things. Um, we Brooks got some Meredith. Meredith. <laughs> Brooks and Meredith are getting fat burned off. They're, I think they're getting M sculpt, which is something I'm dying to get. Me too. They just hook shit. They hook like sensors up to you and it just like shh, contracts your muscles until you suddenly have like defined abs. arms. Yeah. And abs and a butt. I just wrote Savage Grace. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of their procedures. Like to go get a procedure with a parent Mm -hmm. feels like true adulthood. I'm going to say maybe a controversial thing here, but guys, Brooks is a boring gay. Brooks, I think revealed himself to potentially be the devil Mm -hmm. this episode. And I think he fooled me into thinking save Brooks 2020. But then it was, Put a stop to Brooks 2020. Brooks is like puritanical and maybe obsessed with his mom. I think he controls Meredith's every move. I do too. I think he's he vanguard in her room. Yeah. And he puts sensor. He puts like trackers on her car. Yeah. I don't trust Brooks. Anymore. I don't either. I'm sorry but to I say, love guys. A nefarious gay. Oh yeah, it's great. His mother is like. His someone <laughs> write that book. I'll read it. Me someone too. Someone make that movie. I'll watch it. Hmm. Um. Whitney's heading to an antique store. 
for but that. Really but it really a is a speakeasy. Speakeasy. Ooh. It's called Prohibition. So bad. She's going to throw a big party. A 20s themed party. Ugh, okay. We need a moratorium on 1920s parties in general, but especially on Real Housewives. 1920s parties are never a good idea, everyone. They're terrible and like have really weird implications and they're not cute. So let's stop with the 1920s. No more Flapper, no more Gatsby. I am firmly anti 20s. We've been there, done that. I want to throw a Great Depression party. Dust Bowl party. Where everyone has to dress up like a prairie person and like, or just dress up like in your sweats. Like it could cross all boundaries. It could yeah. you could take the Great Depression literally and do Dust Bowl. Carnival vibes. Or you could go figuratively and just be your depressed self. And then we all gather and I just don't like when they people try to spin a nineteen twenties party like it's this it's like a wild idea they had. No, it's very done. But anyway, Whitney's having one. I did say I do love a speakeasy, and I said I just wrote secrets. Mm-hmm. I love secrets. Um, Heather and her <laughs> friend Dre are collecting baby Range Rovers for the five beauty lab ladies who are pregnant with boys. Yeah. This is Rosemary's baby. Satan, I know. Right? <laughs> this is. Like, do they have unnatural. a pregnancy pact? Something. Is a miss. I wrote, I tweeted, do they have a pregnancy back? And someone wrote, no, that's just Utah. Five young women, all carrying sons. They're all sons? Yes. She said, not only are they all pregnant at the same time, they all are pregnant with boys. I I think I might have blacked that out. Yeah, because literally. That's satanic. The devil is at play. No more, no more boys. No more boys. That is truly Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have chills. That's so it's so strange. It's wrong. Um so yeah, so they're they're they have little like cute little car baby cars. And we see Jen and come in. <laughs> Jen has another fucking beat drop entrance. But all I want is a supercut of every time Jen steps one healed leg out of mm-hmm. a car. And hits the snowy, crunchy ground and stomps up to a door. Jen is being escorted to the door with her aunt. (laughs) I think she made her aunt drive her there and then walk her to the door. And then she was like, now get out of here. Her aunt? Is this the same aunt that was in the hospital? No, different aunt. Different aunt, different day. Okay. Well, actually, we don't know because her legs were covered. So she could have had prosthetics. But it sounds like that hospital comment. Probably another aunt happened recently i don't know if she would have made a full recovery where she could get behind the wheel of a car and drive and escort jen into someone's house yeah um heather all these girls come in all these other like women come in to help them get ready for this baby shower and there's this one woman named angie who's wearing sunglasses Mm -hmm. and she looks like melania's double i'm obsessed with angie yeah, she's like so excited to be on screen. I need to know more about Angie. Hopefully she pops up again soon. Mm-hmm. She was really doing it for me. She was doing it for me too. 
Heather then has like a soliloquy where she Solilo- lets everyone know. <laughs> she it's a moment. It's a moment where she gets to have like her divorce drama front and center. Yeah, she basically is like I feel like I like never I sacrificed like a big part of my life for this guy and then one day he just like didn't want to be married to me anymore and I'm reckoning with the fact that like maybe I don't even love I never even loved him. Yeah. Her husband sad. left her after 11 years together. And Three then kids. we find out that Heather has never been in love ever. But this is a great setup for Heather to find love and I hope that she tries to find love on the show. I also think that Heather is gearing up to maybe monetize this somehow. Like, I feel like she's slowly sowing the seeds for, like, messy, like, life doesn't have to be perfect kind of life lifestyle brand. Yeah, well, I think she's also just laying the groundwork for audience investment of, like, will Heather find love? And now we get to follow her on, like this journey that's going to have tons of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like, she'll meet people and try Mm -hmm. and like, so that's smart of her because I'm invested and I want Heather to start dating. Mm -hmm. And she's also very fragile and is like 100% melting down in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, she basically had like an arranged marriage. Yeah. And she says her heart is Mormon but her, I think her head is... Her head is neoliberal. Her head is neoliberal. And the way she was raised was that even if a marriage sucks and you like don't like your husband or whatever, you just like 100,000% put yourself into yeah, it and like she, make it work. She was 100,000%. 100,000%. She also goes, she also quotes a scripture line and like it goes on for like 30 seconds. And I was like, <laughs> is that... Say that again? Like, I was like, it felt very... She was like, as they say in our book, God shines down on those who walk in his splendor. And also, when they are not walking in his view, they still have God's light shining up upon them. I was, and everyone was like, kind of like... <laughs> okay. Good thing your book isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Honey... That's a book of fairy tales. Um, she also Jen is the Real first. Her, though. She's the first person in four generations of her family to get divorced, which is yeah, pretty that's wild. Tough. But shouldn't everyone get mad at her ex and not her? Like she can't help it if he's out of there. I know. But Jen also real talks her and says, "You're doing the hard work, breaking the cycle, so your daughters don't have to." Like you're just setting things straight. I was like, I love that perspective. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good friend thing. Yeah. Do I feel like Heather is going to have an easy breezy dating life? No, no, not one, not a, not at all. No ma'am. No Mm ma'am. But I love to see it and I'm ready for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold up. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Then we cut over to the... The Meredith household. What's her last name? <laughs> Meredith. I don't know. The Merediths. <laughs> Meredith Marks. Great name. Um, Meredith <laughs> Meredith is making a smoothie with her son, Brooks, and her daughter, Chloe. And she <laughs> makes a smoothie but forgets to put the lid on. 
I think um, she's making frozen margs. Frozen margs, sorry. And then just explodes them all over the countertop. She, she doesn't put the lid on the blender part, so it just goes <laughs> everywhere, which I loved. She looks at it, and I thought to myself, Brooks is going to have to clean this up. Mm-hmm. Brooks went. <sighs> um, yeah, so Jen. Jen, Jen comes over for a little marg hang with Meredith. She descends on the household and we find out that Brooks feels uncomfortable. Yeah, Brooks with Jen. There's this part where Jen's talking about like getting her body in shape or something. Well, she says that she and Meredith are gonna have a slumber party on Saturday night and they're just gonna like drink wine and do like high kicks and just like hobnob and then Meredith's like, What are what are high kicks? And then Jen does like I think it's just the thing where you're like yes yes yeah. yes with goes, your, it's like a high kick everyone knows what that is she goes grinder then, grinder grinder which I was I didn't know what that meant I didn't know what that meant either but then we find out that Brooks was like really uncomfortable with Jen's high kicks because her vagina was in my face but I don't think it was no it wasn't and also Brooks they kept panning to him and he was just very judgmental and extremely rude to a friend of his parent which i was very like not okay with and yeah, vagina hating gays are truly they are the worst i wrote brooks is one of those gays who was like ew vaginas i <laughs> like yeah it's what the fuck do you think you came out of yeah your your you misogyny is not yeah. excused because it. you like cock yeah i'm sorry Vaginas are great, and dicks are great. Both are great. You might and not. You might both, prefer one, and that's fine. But don't knock the other. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. She it's wasn't trying fine. to like. It wasn't a, her Jen's high kicks were not about you, Brooks. Yeah, and I don't think her pussy was out. No in her face. So then Brooks she and his sister. To the side, yeah, and like made sure her skirt was covering it. Her sister's so wearing a full a dress. Cleo. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, accusing your mom's friend of, like, showing her Accusing privates. women of, like, showing their pussy to you is a gross thing to do. Yeah. Unless, you've, unless they truly were showing their pussy to you. Unless they turned to you and were case, like, hey. It might have just been, it might have been an accident. Like one time I was in a hot yoga class and the woman in front of me was wearing just shorts with no underwear on. And then I saw her pussy and it was not intentional. It just happened. Yeah. Unless Jen's turning to Brooks and going here, behold my pussy. Mm-hmm. She's not. It's not. She a, spread it like it's goes grinder, grinder, <laughs> grinder. Then I would feel really uncomfortable in that situation. Right. But Jen's just being fun, flirty, and fabulous. Like let a bitch live. I know. Brooks was very anti-vag, and it was like to such a degree that it was off-putting, and like it made he was actually making everything uncomfortable. Yeah. And Brooks is now in my no trust bin. Me too. And Chloe goes, Mom, Brooks and I are going to Best Buy. And I was like, cool. Okay, have fun. I was like, they're going to go like drop acid. <laughs> I wish. No, they're not. They're not that exciting. No. Um, but yeah, Brooks is very, he's, and we come to find out he's extremely controlling of his mother. Yeah. And her we'll image. We'll get to that. Um, I wrote Lisa's Lisa. son has a Bushwick mullet. 
<laughs> he does. He's very Brooklyn. He has a literal baby face, but like a super deep voice. It's very strange. Yeah. She hounds him while he's driving. Yeah, he's doing like... They drive like down the street to a 7-Eleven. Well, you you don't know where they're going and then you find out that she's just... That she just made him drive her to 7-Eleven. She goes, now go get me a Coke, Diet Coke, 40 ounce, easy ice, no lemon. (laughs) Yeah. He also talked... Yeah, this is where he talks about having the pull-out method. I was like... Yeah, I was like, eee, you're 15 years old. I love Lisa's outfit in this moment. Mm-hmm. But why does she always talk like she was scream talking the night before? She's always like a little bit raspy. Like her voice, it could go at any second. Didn't you talk She's about powerful scream, scream talking? Yeah. So <laughs> many people there. Well, not so many people, but certain people just scream talk. And I'm like, what is there to shout about? Like you're literally yelling right now. But I've no, but we were talking about how we both have scream talked at like a bar. Like in our college Like trying days. to talk over people? Yeah, just like scream talking above the music. Mm-hmm. That's how Lisa talks. Yeah, but I think she also probably like yell talks. Like some people will like talk on the phone and they'll literally be talking like this. Like, do you even understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, like I totally know. And we should really talk business now. And it's like, what? You're yelling. Like, Yeah, why are you yelling? You're just in the house. You don't need to yell on the phone. Yeah. You just have a conversation. For sure. It's, it's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to Scream Talk Anonymous. <laughs> S T A. I'm in Sta. Yeah. I just joined Sta. Um, it's new for me. Mary and Meredith meet at a place for dinner. Mary's outfit is incredible. Mary's hair was throwing me mm-hmm. in this dinner scene. They're one waitress. side of it's like kind of crimped. One side is like very flat ironed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Mary's wild. But then I came away from this dinner really liking her. Me too. I think she, she was very normal with Meredith. Mm-hmm. Their waitress looks like she's wearing Dakota's wig from Suspiria. <laughs> I, wrote, I also wrote in all caps or with exclamation points. Everyone is eating cod tonight. Yeah, so much cod. They're just cackling together. They're laughing. Mary's like keeping things real about her marriage to her step-grandfather. And I didn't realize that they had a baby together. Yeah, they have a a 17-year-old son. And Mary says that her son is no longer into her since he has a girlfriend. And she's now on a mission to like be rid of him (laughs) she has no use for him anymore no i was like i like mary at this dinner but she is doing a thing i think that she probably does to her congregation where it's like she's normalizing all this very abnormal shit Mm -hmm. like talking to you like you're just one of the girls like yes i married robert like it really was a thing, but like I've come around and like, it's like, wait, no, like, no, 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 no. You don't marry your step grandfather. No, Mary, without saying it, she was literally brainwashed into being in that marriage. Like she was forced into this marriage at 19, basically, and was not in love with him. And like, kind of, I think weird, she was weirded out by the whole situation and kind of just gave in. 
she like put off having sex with him. She was like, thank God I had my period. And she's like, I just stretched it out into like 28 days. And then finally I did it. But then she's like, yeah, her whole grandfather story when it, she ends it, she's like, and I'm so glad I did. It's like, no, we find, we confirm what we read in that Reddit post that Mary's mother and her are estranged because her mom wanted the church and the money. Yeah. And Mary got it. So she left (laughs) and doesn't talk to Mary anymore. Mary on her, when she was talking about her mom, she goes, I was really sad to lose my mom. She was my best friend. She's who I went to dinner with. (laughs) (laughs) Mary's disordered. Mary is also wearing a leather shirt. So Mm. we have to really take everything she says with a grain of salt. She can also wear them because she doesn't have sweat. Oh my God. Yeah. She no longer sweats. She can wear leather till the cows come home. Mary is an anomaly. Her fashion is wild. Her life is even wilder. She's one to watch, but never buy into her life. No, she's, she's truly dysfunctional. She's trying, like I buy into them. And then I have moments like this where I'm like, wait, what? Like, no, I wrote Mary needs to leave this man. Her outfit in her confessional was everything, though. Her like, <laughs> what is it? Hold it up. Also a Sea Org outfit. Oh my god, yeah, her Chanel Sea Org Chanel. A little Jack Michael Jackson. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's unhinged, but she's but she was compelling in this scene. Totally. Meredith also expresses interest at going to her church. And I was like, ooh, this is a slippery slope. Meredith is actually, she's a prime candidate for brainwash. Yeah, because she's going out and she's transitioning into her own like divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We cut to then Marin Brooks in the kitchen and Meredith goes, I'm going to make guacamole because we have a million avocados. And Brooks like, what do you want me to do? And she's like, just cut up the onions and tomatoes. They <laughs> vocal fried each other all day long. Brooks, took, we find out Brooks took the semester off truly to just be with her, with Meredith because of her separation from Seth. Mm-hmm. So, and to work on his fashion line. <sighs> that was when I was like, oh, Hmm. He's got an agenda. So Brooks is Brooks. very uncomfortable by Jen. Yeah. Or of Jen. Um, I just wrote grow up. Boring. He makes Meredith cancel her sleepover with Jen. And he's like, you need to hang out with Chloe. It's Chloe's last night. You don't need to be hanging out with Jen. He goes, Chloe and I saw parts of that woman that we'll never need to see again. I'm like, no, you didn't. And I just like, wrote, okay, is Brooks the devil? He goes, how would it how would it look for Meredith Marks to be hanging out with a woman like that? Like her brand. Or I was like, what? Ew, you're literally in Utah. They're weird. Also, yeah, Meredith is it. wearing a crazy bob wig in her confessional. <laughs> I like that. I thought that she just got a haircut. You think it's a wig? I think it's a wig. I love Meredith making guacamole. Or maybe she has extensions. Sorry. Yeah. With a blazer draped over her shoulders. Oh, mm, so wealthy. 
And then I even she look. realized, like, I can't wear this, like, blazer like this and be in the kitchen. So no. she finally took it off. But I was like, how long will will she make the full guacamole with this blazer on her shoulders? Yes or no? And I love that. Was no. <laughs> that look. Mm-hmm. I just need to. We have so many avocados. I can't, e- I can't I even bring myself to, to put it on my blazer. I love just I can't bring myself to put it on fully. I love. It's very Rachel Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks, yeah, Chloe, you need to spend time with Chloe. It's her last night. It's Chloe's last night. You really need to spend time with her. We cut to another house of dysfunction at Mary's mm-hmm. very nice mansion. I just wrote Colt money. Colt money. Mary wants to and send her son to boarding school in L.A. Mm-hmm. I just wrote, oh, fuck. <laughs> what kind of boarding school? I don't know. Are there boarding schools in L.A.? Mm, I don't know. I could see her getting crazy and sending him to like a therapeutic boarding school. That's why I wrote, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> when you're a junior in high school, I don't know. It's a rocky road. Mm-hmm. And your parents are like, don't want you hanging out with your girlfriend. And they're like feel like you're not learning anything and making bad grades. I don't think you're going to go to like a competitive, like no academia type of boarding school. I think you're looking at like some shady ass fucking therapeutic boarding school shit. Or it's like, yeah. Or it's some kind of religious. Yeah. Which is basically the same thing. He, he goes, are you, are you at all prepared to leave? your school now in Utah to go to, and he goes, no, I can't be away from my girlfriend. And Mary goes, Oh, and he goes, and you guys. And she goes, she's ahead of us. She's ahead of us. Mary's also wearing like a Cleopatra esque headband. Mm -hmm. That really threw me into a tizzy. Yeah. Her, her home, her homeware is wild. And she goes, you don't want to go to a boarding school, even if it's co-ad. <laughs> I liked her house. Yeah. But again, it's all cold money. I can't, Mary's heart, I want to like her, but I can't trust her. No, I can't trust a single thing that she does. Also, Robert Sr., just like, I don't trust him. No way. They he married his step-granddaughter. Which That's you, weird. A girl, that, a woman that he knew since she was a baby. Yeah. No. It doesn't add up. It's not going to work for me. And then Robert we see- Jr. Yeah, he Robert Jr. is in for a rude awakening. He's cute. Her son. He's really cute. Yeah. I want him to like have a good. I want him to get out. I know. I he. I just wrote like when he said that about his girlfriend. Wrong answer, babe. I know. I was like, <laughs> you just dug your own he grave. Needs to, he with needs that to play answer. the merry game. Yeah. If you don't play the Mary game, you get played. You need to play snake church game. She dismisses him after that. She goes, okay, love you. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) I would need therapy from that. Does she ever even talk to her son? I feel like they've haven't talked in weeks. I don't, I think, I think it's like separate. Like they're, they're like the president and first lady and they like have people who handle him and, People who handle them. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think it's very. I just got the sense that they don't interact all no, that much. I, I think they. I think Laura. I think their church is legit a cult, and like they're separate from their son. Mm. So then we head to the Snake Church, <laughs> Faith Temple. Uh, Whitney and her dad, Steve, are heading for a night of God. Mm-hmm. Meredith shows up with her gay friend, Jeff. They're already there waiting. Jeff is looking amused. Mm-hmm. Jeff and is sweet. Then, he puts his hand on his heart. And I think mm-hmm. he's like just he's trying to be a good sport it. about it. But yeah. he's also kind of feeling it. Mary um, walks in. <laughs> Mary's entrance was iconic. She's just looking at everyone with her hand. She's just going, oh. Like she's looking at all her, her, uh, her parrot, her congregants, and just like looking kind of performatively touched by everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. She's wearing lots of robes. And she gets up on the pulpit and just starts going. Yeah. It's, it's intense. It's like you can tell that Meredith and Whitney and co are uncomfortable, but like they kind of give into it. I think Steve is genuinely moved steve is joining yeah steve is like in there it really didn't take much to rope him into it no, he's, he's like crying, crying. Whitney, or mary at one point says like my friends that are here yeah she has like a whole sidebar that celebrates them and then she like goes down into the congregation and gathers steve meredith and whitney and just hugs them close and is like praying for them and I wonder why isn't Jeff included in that? I know. I was like, I said the same thing. I was like, what about Jeff? Yeah. You're soon to leave Jeff standing there. Hmm. Is it because he's gay? Maybe. But she huddles them all together and she's, and, and they're like, they're in it. Like Whitney's yeah. dad is, he's signed up that night for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. He's very interested. They're like, okay, now give me a thousand dollars. Ten K will get you in. Whitney looks a little nervous, to be honest. Yeah. I think Jeff also looked kind of scared. Yeah. But they're you know, they're trying to be polite. <laughs> Meredith was like feeling it. She just wants to feel something. Yeah. I feel like she hasn't had an emotion in decades. Yeah, you're right. Since her kids were born. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, What is love? What is life? What is God? Um, Jen's getting ready with her team. Like truly, she gives a little homage to her team. And I just wrote congrats to the team. Yeah, she is literally the embodiment of congrats to the team. The Shaw squad, they just cheer every time Jen enters the room. They clap for her. She's nothing without her team. Her second assistant, what's her name? Oh, I didn't write her name down. She's her biggest enabler. Mm hmm. Um, still wondering why she needs a team still very unclear as to what this team executes aside from like she goes into full hair and makeup and outfit to prepare mm -hmm. for the that exact setup for the next day it's like she's doing a practice run yeah they're doing a rehearsal of hair and makeup and look but i'm like you have too much time on your hands if you can do that like, I understand having a fitting, but, like, the hair, makeup, and look rehearsal, wow. 
It's wild. She has a full like basketball team. Yeah. Like a starter team. <laughs> this is Shaw Squad. She's she's upset about um Meredith, right? Or Mary still? Yeah. She's upset about Mary still, I think. Mm-hmm. Um they but, go over to the baby shower. Every restaurant in Salt Lake City looks alike. They're all like very white. Pottery barns. It's a really pottery barn. Kind of even that LA farmhouse Vanderpump rules aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather gathers <laughs> all the pregnant ladies and she goes, all the pregnants, all the preggy queens better get together. And I was just like, oh my God, I've never been more appalled. By a way of referring to people. I just wrote this insane <laughs> this insane thing. Mass pregnancies. What if they were all immaculate conceptions? <laughs> the preggy queens? Yeah, they sit them all in chairs with the cars at their feet. And this Heather was goes, like... This was Suspiria. Mm-hmm. It's all white. Heather goes... Uh, she goes, being a mom is hard. It's not going to be easy. She goes, and it's not perfect. And you're not going to do a good job. None of us do. And I was like, what? You're projecting a little bit. I was like, she goes, you're not able to do a good, like she kind of just said everyone does a bad job at parenting. She curses them. She gives a dark (laughs) speech filled with like dread, dread curses. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not very uplifting. No. And then she goes, now play games. (laughs) <laughs> and then leaves them, leaves these pregnant women and their husband to play like weird games. It's like pagan. And then she goes, we'll go get a drink. It was very pagan. This was like Wicker Heather's mi- version of Midsommar. It's like Wicker Man when all the couples are like paired off. Yeah. And she makes them play games like pa- passing like pacifiers back and forth and like blowing up balloons and hopping around with them like a pregnant belly. Pre-COVID. And then she goes yeah she goes let's go get a drink ladies but then she makes them continue to play their games while she drinks and films in the corner or it could be covid because they might not believe in covid i think it's still christmas time no I know. I'm, just, I'm just joking um yeah so they drink and then jen kind of gets into it a little yeah jen is pissed that mary went to snake church or meredith went to snake church yeah she says that you can't be friends with Mary and friends with her. And Whitney's like, I took my dad who's like battling demons and substance abuse. And Jen's just kind of like, <laughs> Jen's not happy. No, no. And she's going to carry this grudge into multiple episodes. I think there's also a hashtag sign behind them, like wall art that says hashtag bring us all the men. This is full pagan rituals, which this is, this was a witchcraft at its finest. All those women, women, five pregnant women, all bearing sons, those (laughs) Range Rovers at their feet sitting in a row. I was like, this is wild. Now play games. Now play games. Jen also says, she goes, you have to choose me or Mary. And then she goes, vote. I was like, vote. (laughs) Vote? 
Jen is declaring martial law. She is. Utah. Voter fraud. Jen is literally the sheriff of Salt Lake City after this season comes to a close. This is the first of her get like her climb to power. Consolidating power. Now. Yeah, she literally Jen has paid the Shaw squad to back her up on her ascension to the throne. Vote. Vote. I want this season to literally be about Jen becoming like the, the senator. That like she the governor takes of Utah. Utah, queen of Utah, and Utah secedes from the United States, and Jen and Shaw. then it's just under Jen Shaw law. I and she that. goes, "You're either in the Shaw squad, or you're out. Vote." And by and vote, it means you of, must join. Yeah, and lots of pregnant women. Yeah, vote is like double speak, where it means it's like a psyop where you think vote means like you have choice but you don't actually have a choice no it's vote or die literally and then we mm-hmm. we cut to the 1920s party whitney's all ready to go whitney loves she goes i love the 1920s whitney's in character the whole time which i found mm-hmm. a little troubling whitney goes i love the 1920s and then she goes up and she goes hello darling how are you and then this one of her friends comes up and she goes, oh, she's, she's really in character. Whitney has become the 1920s. She's, I'm concerned for her in this moment. Yeah, deeply concerned for Wit and her love for 1920s. I love also that Meredith showed up in a 1970s-esque yeah. suit. She was like cosplaying as Gloria Steinem. She's not playing these like 1920s games. No. Jen's team goes, Jen goes, are you ready to the team? (laughs) And they go, yeah. Jen arrives in a full train, like a 20 foot train trailing behind her dress with a team of people to maintain the train wherever Mm -hmm. she walks, which I don't think her look was 1920s either. No, this whole glam squad thing that like Dorit and Erica Jane really kind of started and in in terms of the real housewives like it's made every like everyone now needs has a glam squad (laughs) you don't need a glam unless you're literally living the glam squad life yeah unless you don't need one fucking jennifer lawrence like you don't need a glam squad yeah i'm sorry maybe for like an event or like a wedding or like a special thing but like to go to this a friend's is a party bar in Salt Lake City. You don't need a glam squad for that. This ain't the Oscars. Mm-mm. The party is kind of a dud. Well, it-, it really doesn't know what it is. It's like there's naked cowboys like pole dancing. Yeah. Mary and Lisa like- and Meredith are very put off by it. Lisa's like, oh, she really loves her poles. Lisa is an anti-stripper. Lisa is like anti-sex, maybe. Yeah. Like, she might be so far anti-sex that she doesn't even pick up when innuendos are being thrown her way. Yeah, she's lost herself. Mm-hmm. She's lost the plot. Um, It's kind of a dud. I mean, this party, it's setting up for the next episode. Jen and Mary are going to, like... Jen loses her shit. Jen's, like, about to go... <laughs> fucking spiraling off the face of the planet 
But there's a moment when Mary shows up and she goes to Meredith and she goes, this is so 20s. <laughs> Mary, the arbiter of 20s taste. Yeah, Jen Jen has like a full Stasi meltdown with like the bullet hole in her head. Mm-hmm. When you're high-pitched scream crying at someone and there's yeah. cameras rolling, you need to take a step back and ask yourself, what am I doing here? Definitely a better episode than last. Yeah, things were looking up. I was into I was into it. I think we're going to get a good fourth episode. I just don't want I don't like like the idea of people renting houses to film in. And yeah. now I'm pissed that that seems to be something that's been done for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. I want to see your house. TV magic, baby. Who else? What other franchise rented houses? I think Orange County, maybe, or no, not Orange County. I know another franchise did rent houses. Dallas. Oh. Potomac? Atlanta, maybe? I think maybe New Jersey. Well, because Atlanta had all the drama about, like, Sheree's house. Uh Uh-huh. I think... I like house drama. I think New Jersey maybe had some rentals going on. And... Dallas? I, I honestly think it should be a rule that you are not allowed to rent a house. Like, you have to film in your abode. Yeah. I want to see what you're working with and judge it accordingly. I don't want to go into, like, your weird rental space. I think Candace rents on Potomac. And... Because some of them live in, like, condos. Mm-hmm. Which are really nice, like, big, but... Um, yeah, take me into the condo. But, like, the Kardashians use, like, fake houses, I think. Yeah, but their show is, like, different in that it's, like, more produced or whatever. Yeah, that's part of the house. Like, we want to see the real house. Show me the house. Housewives. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope everyone has a safe Thanksgiving. Yeah. And enjoys whatever you do. I hope you're living, laughing, and eating a ton of food. You can follow Laura at Lars Marie. Follow Carrie at eCario. You can write into our Patreon. Write into bonus apps. Bonus apps. Sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. And mm. join Patreon because there's so many bonus episodes and just like tons of premium content waiting for you. I recapped seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules and released them as patron-only content. Mm. Every episode of the first iteration of my podcasting career, mm. Pumped Podcast is on Patreon, Listen plus to that. over 150 bonus episodes. 150. So for five believe? bucks a month, you can get all of that. Five bucks, everyone. It's a deal. It is a deal. And thank you to... Our sponsor of this episode, Found. Found. We love you. Formerly known as Indie, Indie. now Found. Found. We were once lost, and but now, now we, we are, are found. found. Learn more at hellofound.co and get your financial shit together. Lord knows I need it. Bye, everyone. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.